Let's look at Isaiah chapter 21. When we are looking at Babylon and Jezebel, we have to understand that the fall of Babylon is a certainty, an absolute, uh, written in stone, completely unavoidable judgment upon Babylon. We know that Babylon, the great city of old, did fall, as predicted, by the Lord, uh, by the prophets of God. But also we know that Babylon, mystical Babylon, uh, spiritual Babylon, economic Babylon, ecclesiastical Babylon, uh, financial Babylon. In other words, the system that is in the earth today, we know that that is doomed to be destroyed. And so when we were looking at in our study of Babylon and Jezebel, we have to understand that the, the doom has been pronounced. The judgment has already been set against Babylon. And even though the Bible says that, that we would have healed Babylon, but she wouldn't have it. We understand that when we look at Jezebel's, and of course Babylon and Jezebel are connected. When we look at Jezebel's, they, they don't want to be set free. They don't want to be delivered. They don't want to be healed of whatever hurts drove them into Jezebelic activity. And it's the same with Babylon, the system. The system, the system may flirt with uh, godly principles and godly counsel. I'm talking about the leaders in that system. And some of them may turn away from Babylon. Some national leaders may say, no, I'm not going down that route. I'm going to be uh, a servant of God. But really, Babylon, the system, will use spiritual things, use the things of God, use kingdom things for its own end. But let's look at Isaiah 21, because it says here, the burden of the desert of the sea or the wilderness of the sea, Babylon was built uh, on the, the great plain of Babylon, which once was flooded by the Euphrates, and they drained it. Uh, but it was once very marshy, and there were, I think, big pockets of water on it. So it was known as the wilderness of the sea, or the desert of the sea. And it says, As whirlwinds in the south pass through, so it cometh from a desert from a terrible land. A grievous vision is declared unto me. This is the prophet Isaiah, of course, and then he says, the treacherous dealer dealeth treacherously and the spoiler spoileth. Or the treacherous dealer deals treacherously and the plunderer plunders. Um, and then it says in the NLT, I like the NLT, says, I see a terrifying vision. I see the betrayer betraying, the destroyer destroying. Now there's a couple of ways to interpret this. And both are very apt with Babylon. Uh, some scholars believe that, that it's talking about the people that were coming against Babylon and how they would be very, they would plunder and they would be violently um, destructive of Babylon. Other people, other interpreters look at it this way that what it's saying is that Babylon was treacherous and would be dealt with treacherously. Babylon was a destroyer, a plunderer, and Babylon would be dealt with in the way that Babylon deal, dealt with other nations and other cities and so on. So, in other words, Babylon would sow. It would sorry reap what it sowed, and you know it, it talks about treachery and and Babylon and Jezebel, folks. It's all about the treachery. The it's a treacherous spirit that we're dealing with here. It's a treacherous mindset that they they cannot be loyal. They cannot be faithful. Babylon cannot be faithful. Cannot be loyal. Cannot um, 
deal equitably. It has to always betray. It has to always um, look for an angle and people in that system. So we call it the Machiavellian mindset or, um, you know, it's an antichrist spirit though. That's what you have to understand that this is not a spirit that you can deal with uh, on a friendship basis. Babylon and, of course, the Jezebel spirit will always deal treacherously. Then he goes on to say, uh, go up, O Elam, besiege, O Media. This is when the, the Medes and the Persians um, destroyed Babylon and, then, and, and so on. But I want us to go down to verse 7 because I want us to see something here that I, th I think the Lord wants to show us. And it's this, and, and it ought to encourage us because although this is talking about ancient Babylon's fall, there are principles here that apply to Babylon across the ages and down into our 21st century. Thus hath the Lord said unto me, Go set a watchman, let him declare what he sees. Let, let the watchman report what he sees. And then he says, He saw a chariot with a couple of horsemen, a chariot of asses and a chariot of camels, or a chariot of donkeys and a chariot of camels and he hearkened sorry, diligently with much heed or listened earnestly with great care um, and here's he was completely alert this watchman and he looked he said he cried a lion my lord a lion okay um, my lord I stand continually upon the watchtower in the daytime and I'm set in my ward. I'm sat at my post every night. And he says, Behold, here comes a chariot of men with a couple of horsemen. And he answered and said, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. This is, this is what the Lord is saying. When you see the sign, there are signs. God wants to show us signs of the impending fall of Babylon. And you, in order to see those signs, you're going to have to be a watchman. You're going to have to watch diligently. You're going to have to watch with great care. You're going to have to be found at your post of duty. You see, I don't think that, that people who are casual about the things of God and casual about the kingdom and casual about the state of the world, I don't think those folks are going to see the fall of Babylon. You know, the fall of Babylon can happen and those folks, it might just pass them right by. You know, I think a lot of Christians, when Babylon falls are going to be lamenting its fall and going to be sending aid and parcels. Oh, we need to do something. You know, uh, we need to pray for the system. Folks, over in Revelation, um, you'll see it. We, we, can, we, can, we can go there. Um, and it says here, what, what, what I was going to say was, you can see it over in Revelation, that rather than the Lord saying, oh, pray for Babylon, oh, <clears throat> have sorrow for Babylon, lament for Babylon. He says rejoice. We'll look at that in a minute. But he says here, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. Now this is repeated in Scripture. It's repeated twice really in the book of Revelation. It speaks a lot about the fall of Babylon. But these, this little phrase, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. The double reference there. And it says all the graven images of our God she has broken to the ground um, and then so on. So, what he's saying here is all the images of the Babylon's gods are going to be shattered. Babylon has fallen, has fallen. All its idols lie broken on the ground. And that's a prophetic word, not just for ancient Babylon, but for Babylon in our time, mystery Babylon. So let's very quickly go and look at Revelation chapter 18 to see what I was talking about there. I'm trying to keep these studies very short so that we can 
absorb what is said because there's a whole bunch of stuff that we need to look at in reference to Babylon and Jezebel. So over in Revelation chapter 18, remember in chapter 17 it says, speaks about mystery Babylon, the great, the woman on the beast, the scarlet woman, the scarlet beast. We're going to look a lot at that and understand that there's a connection between Babylon and Jezebel. As you deal with Jezebel spirits that come against you on the personal and local level, understand that the great harlot that sits on the beast is what controls these things. But we're going to look at Revelation 18. It says here, verse 1, After these things I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. There it's there. Babylon is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. All the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. Now that's talking, of course, about They've left the Lord and they've left the things of God. They've left the, the boundaries that God's word places on them and they're now flirting with Babylon. They're committing fornication with another spirit, with another system. They're trying different things, trying the Babylonian way rather than the, the Yahweh way. And it says, The merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of a luxury. The system of Babylon, because it's based on the love of money, the love of money is the root of all evil, and so is Babylon. You see, the Bible uses different ways of expressing something that's a spiritual reality. For example, the Bible says whatsoever is not of faith is sin. And so therefore, uh, the opposite of faith is fear. So fear is sin. Fear is all evil, then, we could say, okay? And the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. So fear and the love of money are the same thing. Because Jesus said you can't serve God and mammon. And then he starts in Matthew chapter 6, he starts referring to mammon as being the system where people are afraid of going without, afraid of lacking. So fear and the love of money are the same thing. It's the, the root of all evil. And then it says here Babylon. Here it says Babylon um, is the prison, the dwelling place, the cage for all that's wicked and evil. So it's describing the same thing in different ways. Babylon is the system that is based on fear. That's We've seen that in recent times, that fear grips the earth, fear of plague, fear of war, fear of scarcity, fear, 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 fear of death, which is the great bondage that holds all men in bondage. The, 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 if you like the master fear, which is the fear of death. The four horsemen ride the earth to spread that fear, don't they? Um, there's plague, there's war, there's famine and death. And so it's saying here that the nations and the kings of the earth have committed fornication. Well, the merchants of the earth have become rich. Babylon facilitates an economic system that makes certain people rich because they know how to exploit others. It's not kingdom wealth, not based on kingdom wealth. But look at this, verse 4. I heard another voice from heaven. And that's what we need to hear today, folks, that other voice from heaven. Not the voice of man, not the voice of Sky News, not the voice of the Daily Mail, not the voice of whatever, or the internet, or Facebook. But another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, and lest you receive of her plagues. If you're not out of Babylon, 
then judgment is coming to you, friend. I, I just have to be as blunt and say that to you. But what I want you to see here is this. Um, and it, it says, it then starts to speak about Babylon's judgment. But as I said, people are going to be lamenting that, the merchants, the kings of the earth. Uh, if you read Revelation 18, we don't have time to get into it all. But then it says here, verse 20, this is what I want us to look at, verse 20. Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets. Now, he's not talking here just about heaven, as in, you know, the place heaven. I believe he's talking about those of us who are in the man-child company, who are reigning with Christ in heavenly places, from heavenly places, who know our place in Christ, who know our authority, know our dominion, know what we have in Christ. We're reigning over it. We're prophesying and decreeing the doom, the judgment, the fall of Babylon. We're speaking that along with these angels. We're speaking that because it's God's purpose on Babylon. So he's saying rejoice over it. I believe there's a company of people that God is raising up in the earth, an Isaiah 60 people who are arising and shining and who are uh, conscious of their place in heaven, conscious of their heavenly reign over the things of earth, conscious that they are the, the house of the mountain of the Lord reigning over all the other mountains, the seven mountains of culture and all the other kingdoms and nations of the earth, people who know who they are in Christ. So he's saying, rejoice over her and you holy apostles and prophets, for God has avenged you on her. Okay? He says God has avenged you on her. Rejoice. Now, we ought not be, Oh Lord, what a shame for all those uh, people that have lost out in this massive fall, this massive financial meltdown. Friends, he's saying rejoice. We're not rejoicing in the predicament of certain people who may be affected by this. We're rejoicing because God said rejoice. He commanded us to to rejoice, we're rejoicing that God has avenged his church on a system that for centuries has persecuted his people. Her plagues, verse 8, will come in one day. Death and mourning and famine, it says here. Okay, but, you know, in verse 5 it says, her sins, Babylon's sins have reached to heaven. God has remembered her iniquities. Now watch this. Reward her even as she rewarded you and double unto her double according to her works in the cup which she has filled. Double her penalty for all her evil deeds. She brewed a cup of terror for others so brew twice as much for her. My glory to God. Folks, what he's saying here is don't get upset when you see the system failing. See, I, I, I think... We allow fear to grip us and think, oh, we're going to be starving. We're going to be rummaging in bins. All of that that's going on. No, he says rejoice and double it on. Double it on to Babylon when you see it happening. Because we need Babylon to fall so that we can walk in that Isaiah 60 blessing, which uh, we speak about so much. If we want to see God move, we have to understand he is going to move and we're going to see mighty things when we see Babylon fall. One of the ways he's going to move is that he's going to pull down Babylon. Go and read Jeremiah 50 and 51. Read what the prophet Isaiah said there that we looked at in chapter 21 and other places. Uh, read Revelation 
Read these things that speak about the destruction and fall of the system that is holding you and I in bondage right now. There's areas of our lives you're maybe not even aware of it. But folks, so all our opposition comes from Babylon. She is the cage. She is the, the fortress. She is the source spirit of all that is persecuting, all that is against the things of God. She is the one that is polluting the nations with the wine of her fornication, which is speaking about idolatry and spiritual adultery, all of that. Now, it's not a pleasant subject. I, I, I preach on this a lot, and it's not a pleasant thing to look at. It just it isn't. But folks, we're seeing it. We're seeing it in the church. We're seeing Jezebel's arise. We're seeing Babylon um, imposing her hoorish uh, mind and thinking upon the nations, uh, attacking um, the decency and the innocence of her children and all these things that are going on. It's just a horrible thing to look at right now. But God's word is there. His spirit is in us. He has empowered us, anointed us, equipped us, enabled us to deal with this. And so it's time we, we dealt with it. It's time that we grew up into these matters and started being the people he wants us to be. He needs us to be. Because we're co-laborers. We're co-inheritors with Jesus. Folks, this is our job to do. When I was speaking about this, uh, just last night in Bible College, talking about the mountain of the Lord's house in the last days, that it's going to sit on top of the other other mountains. I, I want to speak more on that. Um, and uh, uh, it's very important to understand that this it feeds into our look at Babylon and Jezebel because we need these things um, completely, their power and authority wiped out in the earth. Babylon must fall and Jezebel spirits must be cast out of the church cast out of kingdom ministries and all that's going on the things of God. So we're going to leave it there for now, but it's so important. Read that Isaiah chapter 21 and understand. This is what I'm trying to say to you. There are signs. Look for those signs. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you those signs. The signs are around us. And in fact, let me just say this, just to close, just before I close. Sometimes the signs that Babylon is about to fall um, are signs that look... Um, as if Babylon has power. You know, he, this guy saw a chariot with horsemen, and that that symbolises warfare, really. And we've seen war on the earth today. So understand that when we see certain things, now I know there's always wars. There's rumours of wars. A lot of the stuff we've seen it all before. It's part of parcel of life. But we all know that we're living in special times, times of great darkness, and it's at those times of darkness that we will arise, shine, the glory will be seen upon us. So we are living in momentous times. Look for the signs that God is going to move very soon and that we're going to see old Babylon fall. I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure you are too. The Lord bless you. Till next time. Amen. <laughs>